Hey, hey, everybody, you're listening to Fireball Podcast with Ashley Mayfield, and this is episode 30. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Hope you are having an amazing, amazing morning. Super fired up about the topic that we are gonna be discussing today, four strategies to develop self-awareness. I absolutely love self-awareness. I think it's one of the number one traits of an effective leader. So you are definitely gonna wanna buckle up, embrace for impact today, my friend. Go ahead and grab that pen, grab that piece of paper. And as always, make sure that you pay the fee. If you find anything, if you get a nugget, if you've been enjoying the content, make sure that you leave me a five-star review. We definitely wanna get those ratings up. And as always, if you share it on social media, make sure you tag me um, on Instagram. I'm at the Ashley Mayfield and uh, follow me. I don't know, it's always a good time. People say they like my stories. I'm a little wild. So <laughs> let's dive in. I am super excited about this topic. Like I said, I really find that self-awareness is to me in my bias opinion, the number one trait that a strong, effective leader needs to have. You need to know who you are. You need to know why you tick the way you tick. And some of us are a little bit more emotionally intelligent than others. We're a little bit more in tune with ourselves. So I would say that this is something that I, for for uh, like over a decade, I have been uh, figuring out why I tick the way I tick, why I move the way I move, why I think the way I think. So I've always been intrigued with this, but as I have grown into developing more about the personalities, which is episode 27, the color personalities, I would say that this has been like in the fast lane for me. I have definitely evolved and grown so much in this area, and I'm excited just to download some things that can help you. Maybe you are not an emotionally intelligent person. Maybe you do not have a good evaluation on your emotions. Now, the reason that I am saying that self-awareness comes down to your emotions is because usually our thoughts, like our thoughts come alive whenever we attach emotion to them. If you want to change your life, you have to change your thoughts. If you want to change your thoughts, you have to change the emotions. You have to change that belief system, the foundation in which everything is birthed. And a lot of times it's just our emotions. Our emotions have the ability to literally uh, run our life in a good way and a bad way. Have you ever met those people that are like, always happy and there's never anything wrong with them. I challenge, are they actually growing? Are they developing? The Bible even talks about that iron sharpens iron, right? You need to be able to have those moments of conflict, those moments where things are, there. there's a tension that's happening, whether it's a relationship or a career or just a goal that you have, you need to be able to have that. And then the people whose lives are always falling apart and they're always dramatic, we gotta learn how to rein that in a little bit. So whether you're um, high functioning, low functioning, when it comes to self awareness, I just want to download four different strategies that are going to help you out if you need to become more self-aware. And these are going to be geared around your emotions because I believe you need to become more emotionally intelligent. As we are in a world full of people, you need to learn how to assess yourself and how to assess other people. But we know we can't assess other people until we've learned how to do that ourselves. So I firmly believe once you can define something, then you can defeat it. So we need to start defining defining ourselves. We need to start defining our emotions. And I find too many people are literally just bottling down their emotions. If you are someone that suffers with anxiety, 
It's almost like you're holding everything on the inside. You're not going to crack. Um, I know someone that's like that, and I know that it just, she struggles with it. She struggles to be able to open up, to share her experiences uh, f- through a variety of different reasons. I don't know why. Um, I'm not her, but I know that she really does struggle with that. And so now it's just like all bottled up on the inside, and she lacks that self-awareness because she's never really walked through the process of understanding those feelings. So let's dive in because I think these four things are going to help you out, and like I said, if you know someone, pay the fee, make sure you share this with them. That way they can help their uh, start their process of becoming more emotionally intelligent and becoming more self-aware, which is something that we're always going to grow in. You're never going to be finished when it comes to developing yourself. Um, you're just going to peel, pull back, uh, peel back more of the layers of yourself, and then it's just going to continue to change your life for the better. So number one, feeling your emotions physically. Going back to uh, the example that I just gave with one of my friends who really does struggle with anxiety, you know, more often than not, we are finding ways to cope. We are finding ways to numb. We are finding ways to drown out the emotions instead of actually physically feeling them. And there's so many benefits. I'm not saying I enjoy breaking down and crying, but what I am saying is whenever I get, whenever I start having the emotions, the emotions are actually the response to a deeper thing that's happening on the inside. How did I get triggered? What was the thing that happened to me that caused these emotions? Well, I won't even be able to figure it out or diagnose it unless I actually see and feel the effects of the emotions. If you're someone that gets angry, do you feel like the rage going through your veins? You know, I hear a lot about that. People who get angry or people like they feel the need to break something. They feel the need to punch something. It's not that they just like enjoy doing that. They literally feel like there's fire flowing through their veins. Are you aware of that? Once you become aware of how your body is responding to the emotions, you're going to be able to not only see triggers happen whenever you start getting angry, when you start feeling your blood boil, you're okay, I need to calm myself down because I know what's going to happen next, right? I know what this is going to lead to. I'm going to slam a counter. I'm going to uh, kick a door. I'm going to punch the wall. I'm going to, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that it's not therapeutic to get anger out, okay? <laughs> Just not on a human being, right? But what else? There's so many other symptoms that our body can go through. Do you get that lump in your throat? Do you start feeling nauseous during certain things? Do you start getting sweaty or like a pit in the bottom of your stomach? Like, ugh, you know, so many people go through so many different things, whether you know, you're know you afraid of being embarrassed, afraid of confrontation, you got humiliated, um, something just didn't work out, you got disappointed, you got angry. Uh, there's so many different ways, but once you start allowing yourself to actually feel and to be aware of what it is that you're feeling, it's gonna be so powerful for you, my friend. It's literally gonna change your life because then, like I said, you're gonna start seeing the triggers later. And as these situations keep coming to you, because if you have not realized, you're gonna to continue to walk through multiple of the same situations until you actually defeat the thing. Maybe these problems are coming into you. If you have an anger problem, you're gonna keep getting put in situations until you learn how to control your anger. Or if you're just an emotional basket case and you just like fall apart at the whim of everything, you're going to keep getting put in those situations until you learn how to rein in, assess your emotions, and manage them. And so it's so important as you start identifying these triggers, you're going to learn how to manage them in the future, and you're going to be able to see the warning signs. You're going to be able to respond better. And I think that's the point of being self-aware. Being self-aware doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you've crossed the finish line. It doesn't mean you've even figured everything out. It just means that you're aware of what's happening underneath the surface. 
If you think about, you know, even the movie, The Titanic, they had like that little tip of the iceberg they show you, but the iceberg, there's always like a bigger part of it underneath. That's the same way in our lives. Whenever you are angry or sad or depressed or have anxiety or whatever, you see a little bit, people see a little bit of the surface, but there's so much depth to what's happening to you on the inside. Avoiding it is never going to help you. You need to start embracing it and do it in a healthy way, but you need to start allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling physically. That way you have a shot at being able to conquer it. Second thing, which I think could be really effective, even with point number one, is allowing yourself to feel it physically. I think it's really beneficial if you start journaling situations and emotions. Too many people try to just hold everything in. We try to be super strong, and sometimes strength isn't being a rock. It's not being a wall. Strength comes when we are vulnerable. Strength comes when we're willing to have uh, vulnerabilities and exposure. It doesn't always feel good, but becoming strong doesn't always feel good as well. And so journaling is such an effective way for you to be able to assess things. You might be uh, going through your day, you might be going through your month, you might be going through your week, and you can't identify because you're not seen from a bird's eye view. And so you need to be able to see patterns, you need to be able to see uh, like the same situation pop up, the same reaction, the same responses, and you might not be able to do that from where you're at. And so you having a journal, and there's nothing off the table when I'm talking about journaling. You can talk about everything from your home life to your work life to your you know extracurricular, your dreams, your, uh, your activities you do every single day. It doesn't matter what it is. But when you are able to journal and get out your responses, your emotions, your reactions, why you, st- like what negative thoughts you had, what positive thoughts you had, when you start journaling, And I challenge you to do that. If you want to develop self-awareness, journal every single day for 30 days and then go back and find the patterns. Hey, when I got around these people, I got really negative. I started gossiping. But when I got in this environment, wow, I was really happy. Okay, I need to be in that environment more. Or when my kids react this way, I respond this way. I don't think that's effective. Or, hey, I really liked it when my spouse did this. This really filled my cup and it made me happy. I need to let them know that. I'm becoming self-aware of what I like, what I don't like. That way I can now communicate it to other people, especially those that are around you and those loved ones. I think it's so important that we're able to articulate and communicate what are our triggers, what fills our cup, what uh, depletes our cup. We need to be able to communicate that, right? Because there's nothing more that your spouse wants than to be able to fill your cup. And if they don't, then that's a whole other conversation that we need to have. But being able to journal every single day for 30 days, it's going to help you see a blind spot. Maybe you are not aware because like I said, you don't have the social awareness yet. You can literally teach yourself how to do it. You just need to make sure that you're getting everything out. You're getting the emotions out. You're getting the reactions, the responses, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then you're going to be able to go back and assess. The third thing that I think could be extremely effective for you is, you know, maybe you're someone who is struggling how to articulate what you're feeling because you're very overwhelmed. Maybe you don't even know how to have the self-awareness. Like it's in there and you're like, man, I know I'm feeling something, but I don't know how to put words to it. I want to challenge you. Is there an actor? Is there um, a character in a book? Is there music that you identify with? We've all been able to put that song on in the car and like start crying our eyes out just because it resonated with whatever 
it was that we're walking through, or maybe it brought up a memory. Maybe it brought up something good, something bad. Maybe it just moved us with emotion. What are those things in your life? And if they're not those things, then if you don't have them, you need to go find those things, right? You need to be able to find yourself in a character, um, in an actor, actress, in a song. It's gonna allow you to start articulating. And so if you're not a self-aware person, I wanna challenge you to start opening up your eyes and your ears. Who are you watching? What are you surrounding yourself with that you can identify yourself in? And then start being able to look at them and say, wow, what were the lyrics to that song? Why did it move me? What's the main personality and the demeanor of this character in this show that I like? Because I really resonate with them. Or this actor, when he did this movie, man, it re- like I was really able to identify with him. That's how I respond. That's how I react. Uh, it felt like I was watching myself. Those are gonna be great ways for you to take notes, to become more self-aware. That way you can dive deep into the emotion of whatever is going on. And then you're gonna be able to find healing. You're gonna be able to find resolution. You're gonna be able to move your life forward. And once you identify those emotions, you'll start identifying the thoughts, the patterns in your life, and then you can make real lasting change. Last but not least, I think that, and there's so many other ways, but um, a fourth way that I find that's really effective for me as someone who's highly emotional, someone who has the ability to uh, have, I have strong intuition. I can feel things. I can sense things. I can put two and two together. I'm extremely observant. And sometimes that serves me to a very high level. And then other times it serves me on a very low level. I can start creating stories in my head. And I really do need a third party to help me process and assess. I'm not a huge processor. Um, It takes me, I really get in my feelings and I can just create a story, something from nothing, whether that's good or bad. And so the fourth way that I would challenge you, if you really need to develop in self-awareness, who's that friend that you trust? Who's that friend that's maybe a little bit different than you? So this just happened to me yesterday. I was walking through something and I thought I'm either really like planting a flag or I'm being an immature little brat. And I don't know that I can trust which way is stronger. There was definitely a little bit of both that was happening. I could identify that. I'm mature enough to say like, hey, part of me probably is acting like a little immature brat, but I also need to know that I'm valid. And I was able to turn to someone who is extremely logical. I trust her judgment. I trust her because of how she operates in her life. And she was able able to affirm me. She was able to say, hey, 90% of what you are feeling, 90% of what is happening, you are so valid. I want like I agree with the 90%. She said the 10% though that you're walking through is extremely heightened emotion and you need to rein it in. And you know, having a friend that is going to be 100% transparent with you uh, is so vital. It's so vital that We're not just asking someone that uh, is gonna tell us exactly what we wanna hear. It's so important that we have those people in our life. And and I do wanna preface that I told her upfront, this is what I need from you right now. I'm not calling you. I'm not contacting you because I need you to tell me what I need to hear. I'm not like, I trust you. I love you. I'm going to just make everything transparent and clear. And I need your feedback. I need you to tell me if I'm standing my ground or if I'm being an immature little brat. And uh, she did, like I said, 90% 
90% valid, 10% immature little brat, and you need to like rein in your emotions. And so sometimes, even if you're a high-functioning, self-aware person, you're going to need people to help you with that blind spot. If you're someone that's developing self-awareness, you need to be able to have that thick skin, thick as a rhino. Rhino, Rhinoceros' skins are so thick. You need to be able to have that thick skin to be able to ask people in your life that you trust. Maybe they are a little bit more logical. Or if you're someone who's extremely logical and you're trying to develop your self-awareness to understand how you hurt people or how you're constantly bulldozing over people or how you're just not relating with people very well, if you're able to ask someone who is a high-functioning, emotionally intelligent person, I wouldn't go to someone that's a low-functioning person that's just like, oh my God, you're such a jerk and blah, 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 right? Like, let's be like let's be aware of people that are just bratty or dramatic. I'm not saying that. But if you have someone that's a high-functioning, emotionally intelligent person, and they're able to say, hey, I'm, I will be honest with you, when you react that way, you don't realize it, like you're speaking truth, and you don't realize, like, yes, you have every right to speak the truth, but man, you you speak it, and it's as sharp as a knife, and it really does cut through people. So although you get the result you want, you're actually like bulldozing over people in the process, and at the end of the day, there's two ways you can cross the finish line. You can do it effective or non-effective, and at the end of the day, if you're doing it non-effective, nobody likes the jerk. You know what I mean? You can get all the answers right. You can uh, do the most, make the most, be the most. But if you're doing it by bulldozing over people, it's not really effective. And so sometimes you need those high-functioning, emotionally intelligent people in your corner if you're extremely logical because we are the ones that speak people. I'm not saying that the logical people, y'all are the world changers, okay? You come up with these amazing ideas and tactics and strategies and processes and systems in order to implement stuff, but emotionally intelligent people were so in tune with who we are, high functioning or low functioning, that we're able to be really effective when it comes to people because we're able to pick up on those, um, you know, on the things that are not said, on the things that are just seen, the the nonverbal context cues. We're able to pick up on those things. And so being able to seek information from a third party can be extremely, extremely beneficial. But here's the point of all of this. At the end of the day, if you want to grow in your leadership, you need to become self-aware. The world revolves around people. We were created to do community with people. And if you do not become aware of what you feel, what you think, and how you act, you're probably not gonna be extremely effective no matter what role that you're playing. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a businesswoman, whether you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Becoming self-aware is going to absolutely change your life. And so I hope that brought you value and continue to implement these things, continue to figure out who you are, why you tick the way you tick. I promise it's gonna change your life. Maple out. 